0: Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. And we're joined now by Yana Dierfinter, who's Head of Real-Time Research at ETM Analytics. Morning, Yana. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to all the listeners. Yana, uh, our markets were closed yesterday for Women's Day holiday. so let's recap what happened on the local markets on Tuesday. So, Sakina, um, on Tuesday we had what was the... the Uncontested main event for the session was that uh, no confidence vote against uh, President Jacob Zuma, and the president managed for the eighth time to um, to secure a majority of, of MPs voting in favour of him staying uh, or remaining in his position as president. And, yeah, that was certainly um, on the local market uh, the main event that everybody was keeping an eye out for. Um, even though the results of this vote only came out after the local close, it still had a significant impact um, on the local markets. What we saw is the RAND sold off quite aggressively in response uh, to that outcome. It essentially reversed all the gains that it um incurred against the dollar in the previous session, and that selling push on the RAND extended in yesterday's session, um, and this morning, again, we're seeing the RAND trading slightly weaker. So just to, just to pull back the lens slightly to see how the RAND has performed um, through the course of the past couple of sessions, we are now trading at, at levels around 1344, and this is essentially flat from last week Friday's close. So while we've seen significant volatility um, in the past couple of sessions, the RAND has actually um, been trading relatively resilient, especially if we look at, at how it's performed relative to some of its, some of its emerging market um, currency peers, which are all mostly trading in the red because we've had the dollar rebounding quite strongly at the start of the week. So we think that it's, it's worth pointing out just that, If we look at the underlying fundamentals for the currency, it's still pointing to an environment where the RAND can retain some resilience. And and just to highlight what these fundamentals are, um, mainly we've got uh, South Africa running quite a large trade surplus at present, and then also the, the money supply and credit environment is quite tight as well. So despite Seeing political noise flow generating uh, significant volatility on the currency, the underlying fundamentals are still relatively strong. And, you know, the argument could also perhaps be made that uh, were it not for the political noise flow uh, dominating the markets, then the the RAND could possibly be trading even stronger than it is um, versus the dollar at present. So for the time being, um, you know, we we do, however, have the RAND uh, trading – Slightly on the back foot. If we look at what what's happening in global markets, there is quite a substantial risk-off tone um, currently dominating. We've seen equity markets across the globe trading in the red, and it's against this backdrop that rand trading will, um, you know, will will take place into the weekend. And maybe just one more thing to point out as we head um, closer to the weekend: uh, a key risk event that's also on the radar. Um, Tomorrow is a credit rating review update from Moody's um, that is scheduled for tomorrow, but I think that is a topic that we can uh, perhaps discuss uh, in some more detail tomorrow morning. And then, Yana, today's statistics, South Africa will release the June mining and manufacturing production data, and it would seem that most economists are expecting a decline in both sectors. Um, Why is that? So, Sakina, South Africa's uh, productive sector has done very poorly through the course of the past couple of quarters. Uh, the mining sector has, has held up slightly better than manufacturing. Uh, what we saw there in May was output expanding by 3.6% on a year-on-year basis. And if we look at a three-month um, seasonally adjusted growth rate, which is the growth rate that is used when calculating GDP, um, the sector managed to expand by 4.4% um, in May. So that's not, that's not too bad for the mining sector. Um, And if we see, uh, you know, mining sector activity um, having held up in June, we might see the the mining sector contributing to GDP growth in the second quarter. Um, However, you know, even though the mining sector has been performing slightly better than the manufacturing sector, the prospects um, for mining production are pretty gloomy beyond the short to to medium term, and this is because of um, policy uncertainty that's very deeply entrenched in mining sector activity. A a key example of this is is the mining charter, um, which has seen crippling investment into the sector, and um, for this reason, the, the prospects for mining production are not very rosy, even though we have seen the sector finding marginal support on the back of a recovery in commodity prices, as well as an upswing in global growth um, through the course of the past couple of months. And then moving on to the manufacturing sector, as I mentioned, um, manufacturing has underperformed quite significantly. If we look at um, manufacturing relative to mining, output has been contracting um, since the start of the year. If we look at output levels, are down 1.6%. Um, on a year-to-date basis in May. And if we look uh, at the similar um, change, that three-month seasonally adjusted change that we mentioned for, for the mining sector earlier, um, output was down by 0.8% in May. So this suggests that um, the sector could again detract from GDP in the second quarter. Now, the manufacturing sector is a large it's a significant sector in the South African economy. It's a key sector for employment, and the fact that it's been doing so so poorly is very concerning. Especially given the fact that we have seen an upswing in global global growth and global economic activity, and uh, it simply tells us that um, the underperformance of the manufacturing sector is a function of. Uh, domestic problems, and rather than international problems, or, or a global growth story, you know. So um, for the time being, um, even though we might see a very mild recovery in that quarter-on-quarter performance for the manufacturing sector due to a low base in the first quarter, the broader trend there is still lower, and a, a key driver here is. A, Falling investment. It seems as though we've we've we have uh, what you can maybe call an investment strike um, into the manufacturing sector. And if we again, if we pull back the lens a bit, since the 2008-2009 um, global financial crisis, we've seen investment into both the mining and manufacturing um, sectors gradually declining, and until such a time that we get economic policies that can restore confidence um, in South Africa's um, industries and and generate new investment into both the mining and manufacturing sector, these sectors will continue to underperform significantly, and that, in turn, um, keeps the outlook on, on potential job creation from both these sectors quite gloomy. So... Um, Unfortunately, the story for both mining and manufacturing is not, not too encouraging at this, at this, um, point, And the data today is likely to, to continue to tell that story. Well, we'll leave it there for this morning. Thank you so much, Janof and Devinter, head of real-time research at ETM analytics.